Welcome to BreezeLine, where you'll say, ta-ta, T-Mobile. Our home internet is just plain better, more reliable and faster because we put internet first. If there's network congestion, we won't slow your internet down like T-Mobile does to help their cell customers. And right now, you can try out a true internet experience with BreezeLine's reliable and fast fiber-powered home internet. Find your perfect speed with prices starting at $19.99 a month for 24 months. Terms and conditions apply. Go to BreezeLine.com to learn more. A new year brings a new beginning, and for all my listeners that own a business, I want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you are just starting or have been running your company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print marketing materials, posters, signage, graphics, and whatever else you could possibly need. With FedEx, creating and editing and saving and ordering are fast and easy. We're teaming up with FedEx and Podgo to bring our listeners 30% off your next order of 100 or more at podgo.co slash FedEx. That's podgo.co slash FedEx for 30% off your next order. The Oracle Network. Look deeper. It's no secret that women are more proportionally likely to be victims of homicide. Normally, this is at the hands of a significant other, whether there have been domestic disputes before or not. It's just more likely. However, there are plenty of women who are killed every year by strangers. And that is what we're going to start to go into for the next four weeks. Welcome to or welcome back to the Great Unsolved Podcast. I'm Alexis, your host, obviously, and we have been on a break for a little bit due to the holidays. I hope everyone had a great holiday season. We got to see a lot of family and get away to Florida for a little bit, so that was great. Now that we're back, everything kind of piled up, so I've had a lot of work to do. I've had a lot to do with the pets. Uh, There's just... There's been a lot going on. Right now, I am getting the chance to record this because our puppy is at doggy daycare, so he's not just Velcroed to my hip right now, and the cats are off doing their own thing, as they normally are, so we're going to try and get this done before we have to pick him up. I know I've done some promoting over the past few weeks on Twitter. I'm just commenting on people's posts and stuff like that. So if you're new here, be sure to follow our Twitter at Great Unsolved. Go follow our Facebook page. You can join our Facebook group. We're also on Instagram at Great Unsolved Pod. We have a website. We have a Patreon. That's all going to be linked down below if you are interested in any of that. Also, I will be on Get Vocal tomorrow at 7 p.m., Hopefully it will be less chaotic than when I did the JonBenet Ramsey case because my puppy's a little more well-trained, but we'll see how it goes. If you don't like chaos, don't watch my lives because you will not like them. For the next four weeks, we are going to go into one large cluster of cases. That's the best way I can describe it without giving away what we're talking about. I'm not really going to get into what we're talking about today, as 
like I'm not going to say the name or the theory or any of that. We're going to just go over some statistics and maybe start to list off a few cases. I have looked into this pretty deeply for a little bit now. I have a whole notebook full of notes. I have the information from every case written down. I have profiles figured out. It's just, there's going to be a lot. So this is going to be at least a four-week series, and I have contacted some people who have looked into these cases as well, and hopefully I will get them on here to interview them. But if not, I'm still going to cite some of their work because they did a fantastic job on this. So let's just get into the statistics of some of these cases. So I am going to give away a little bit of what we're talking about because it does place take <laughs> does take place in Chicago. So let's talk about some statistics, notes, whatever you want to talk about or whatever you want to call it. Sorry. In Chicago, 75% of women's strangulations are unsolved. Black and native women in the United States are killed at rates more than double of other races. This was insane for me to find out. I knew they were undercovered, like the media did not cover them enough, but I did not know they were killed over double what white, Hispanic, and Asian women were. And that's a really hard truth to look at no matter what race you are. Homicide is a leading or the leading, actually, cause of death for all women under 44. That was insane to me also. I understand there's not a lot of, like, natural deaths or disease deaths for women under 44. There are a good amount, but it's not obviously the highest. But I had no idea homicide was going to be the leading cause of death. I don't know what I thought was going to be the leading cause of death, if it wasn't anything I previously mentioned but that just never occurred to me. Overall, the homicide rate is about two per 100,000 women. This raises to 4.4 per 100,000 for black women and 4.3 per 100,000 for native women. For white women, it is 1.5 out of 100,000. For Hispanic, it is 1.8 out of 100,000. And for Asian women, it is 1.2 out of 100,000. That is a big disparity. We go from 1.2 for Asian women to 4.4 for black women, and that's just, that's insane to me that it is that big of a difference. 55.3% of female homicides are due to domestic violence. So that still leaves 44.7%. I couldn't find the exact statistics on how many of these homicides were committed by strangers to the women. So let's just think about it in a more extreme view. If we cut the 44.7% in half, if half of these people are killed or half of these women are killed by people that they know, 
we are still left with a lot killed by strangers. We could even cut that number in half again and be down to around 11% of people that are, of women, sorry, I keep saying people, of women that are killed by strangers. That is still a large amount because it's just, you always hear you'll most likely be killed by like someone close to you. Most women are killed by their significant others or something like that. But then you look at the statistics and there's quite a few that are killed by strangers. But when you look at books or shows or any of that, it's kind of minimized. People don't really show that this many women are killed by strangers or that this many people in general are killed by strangers because it is more terrifying to think some random person off the street will come attack you and kill you. It's just too dangerous for a lot of people to want to think about. But that doesn't mean the rates go down at all. African American women are less likely to call about domestic violence because they don't want to reinforce stereotypes. Now, I'm not saying there's a ton of stereotypes, but this was what was in the studies I was reading. And I think that women of any different class, like no matter class or race, if you're like a white suburban housewife, you're going to think that you calling about domestic violence is going to reinforce a stereotype about white suburban housewives. If you're an African-American woman in a rich community, you're going to think it is going to enforce stereotypes about African-American women at any socioeconomic level. If you are a poorer person of any race, you're going to think that enforces something. I just think it is that a lot of women don't want to call about domestic violence because there are so many stereotypes about it. And as soon as you say something about it, you think that everyone is going to assume like you're weak, you stayed with this person too long, you couldn't take care of yourself, just stupid stuff like that that is obviously 100% not true. But when you're in that situation, it is probably very hard to get out of that mindset. So I don't blame anyone for not wanting to call about it. But once again, if you are in that situation, please call about it. <laughs> There's not going to be any stereotypes reinforced by doing that. And if there are, just forget about those people. It really doesn't matter. Over four out of 10 black women experience domestic violence. This is lower for every other race. There's no really concrete information about why this is lower for every other race, but maybe it could be as simple as every other race doesn't report it. You can only have statistics on what is reported. Like I said in my book, there have been much less solved serial killer cases in the recent years. That doesn't mean serial killer numbers are going down. That just means we are not catching them. You can only base statistics off what is factual information. So if you don't report something, it is not factual information. Black women also sadly have a higher rate of psychological abuse overall and sexual violence overall. Once again, this 
could be related to the reporting factors, but it could also be related to something totally different than that. I don't know what it is. It hasn't really been stated what it is, so I'm not going to make assumptions. One thing that people do bring up is that schools are more likely to suspend or expel black girls and see them as quote-unquote disruptive, thus putting them more at risk for no educational success. This can often lead to sex work, thus putting these women more at risk. Not saying it always leads to that. Some of these women are extremely successful, but when you're not in school a lot, it's hard to learn because you're not in that learning environment. No matter what race you are, it's going to be hard to learn. And when it's harder to learn, you are generally more set back in life. You don't have all the necessary skills to get ahead. And it's not impossible to learn those. You can learn those on your own. But when you're a kid, you don't really care about that. And then you just progress into adult life and you don't have those skills. And then you have to figure out a way to make a living. And that could apply to many of the cases we're going to go over in the next few weeks. I also found out that Black women ages 18 and 19 are four times more likely to be imprisoned. This is most prevalent because of institutionalized racism and institutionalized sexism. It really isn't prevalent based on actions of people. Obviously, people who do wrong are going to be imprisoned. But Black women are four times more likely because of this racism and because of this sexism. So, obviously, that's a big conversation that I'm not going to get into here. But there is a very unfair look at races that aren't white when in court and in prison. So now we're going to get more into Chicago statistics. But before we do that, I did want to say all of this information I looked up on government sites and CDC and different places that have done studies on different races and different disparities. And I had no idea about even half of this stuff or even how bad the numbers would be. I always knew there was a disparity, but I never thought it was this large of one. And that kind of just goes to show that white privilege is a real thing, and we aren't even aware of it. We're aware that we have a privilege, because that's just prevalent in today's society, and people are bringing it up more than ever, which is great. But most of us aren't aware of how much of a privilege we have. We're just not getting expelled because of stereotypes. We are not getting imprisoned because people aren't racist towards us. That's, it's insane. So if you think that these statistics are wrong or something like that, I encourage you to go look it up and educate yourself because this was mind-blowing to me when I looked it up. Now let's get into some Chicago statistics. It is no secret that Chicago is just riddled with crime. I live in Milwaukee and it's riddled with crime here. We live on a main street and every few hours 
at least like six times a day there are police cars and ambulances and everything speeding past and honestly i wouldn't even pay attention to this because it's just background noise of living in the city but my puppy likes to communicate with the sirens and howl or he just gets very alert so i kind of been noticing it more and it's insane how often they go past and chicago is way more than milwaukee and i can't even i would hate to live in that city honestly i like to visit it the museums are great the zoos are great but i could never live there that would just be awful for me so a study done between 1965 and 1981 went over the homicide rates of chicago in 1965, there were around 30 murders a month, which one a day for a big city isn't that crazy. That is probably lowballing it for any other big city. 1974, there were 75 murders a month. This went down for two years after it and then went straight back up. By the time the study ended in 1981, it was back at 75 murders a month. That's over two a day and it seems like a lot but once again there's millions of people there's millions of people living here in milwaukee and we i'm sure we don't come close to those numbers or we might it's getting it's gotten a lot worse here but chicago is a huge city and it's just not that surprising to me that it went up to 75 murders a month it was honestly more surprising that in 1965, there were only 30 murders a month. That seems like really great, as bad as that sounds. That seems like a great statistic for Chicago or any other big city. Anyways, through the 70s and 80s and 90s, it was a large time for serial killers. Many of these serial killers were caught, such as, you know, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, John Wayne Gacy, there, a lot of murderers were in this era. And there were some that weren't caught, such as, you know, Zodiac Killer and uh, Golden State Killer wasn't caught until recently and stuff like that. But we see more of the famous ones were caught. So we're just talking about that. It would make sense numbers have gone up but serial killers are going more more undetected since 1974. Like I said earlier, we can only base statistics off of facts. If these people aren't caught and they aren't suspected, these are not facts. So it is possible that serial killing is at an all-time high right now, and they're just smarter. They're going undetected. We can't find them. And although we've made great bounds in forensic science and DNA science and all that, it is very possible that there are people going undetected. So it's not crazy to say that there are tons of serial killers active right now. Female victims, as well as the very young or very old victims, are much less likely to be killed with firearms. We can speculate on this as much as we want, but I think it is because, in general, females, very young victims, and very old victims 
are less threatening. It is easy to subdue someone who is less threatening than you. So what is the need for a firearm? If you are like a six foot, 200 pound guy going against another person your exact size, you don't know if you're gonna win that fight. So it is much more likely for you to show up with a gun because that's pretty certain you're gonna win that fight then. But female victims are a lot easier to get a hold of and subdue. I'm going to read something from the ncjrs.gov study. Quote, in general, lethal violence is much more common in the black community than in the white or Latin communities. Homicides precipitated by assault, robbery, burglary, and rape are all relatively more frequent among blacks. And the differential for blacks persists for victims and offenders of every age group and for males and females. This is basically saying no matter what age or gender you are, if you are black, then it is more likely there is lethal violence to you, from you, or around you. And it is often precipitated by assault, robbery, burglary, or rape because there is just statistically more crime. Besides the 1965-81 study on Chicago homicide statistics, this ncjrs.gov study on, I believe, black homicide statistics was very informative. They are long reads, and it's a lot of, I guess, technical jargon. But if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I really suggest just Googling these two studies because they are worth the read. Another study I looked at was the bjs.gov homicide study. And from this one, I really just took the ages of victims because that pertains to the victims we are going to talk about. Ages 18 to 24 are 23.9% of homicide victims. 25 to 34 are 28.8%. 35 to 49 are 22.8%. And 50 to 64 are 9.3%. The ages of the victims we're going into range from about 18 to about 60. So I thought going into these was a good idea. 25 to 34 year olds are the highest risk to be homicide victims at 28.8%. And obviously 50 to 64 year olds are 9.3%. The other two are kind of in the middle, but more closely to the higher end. If you're female, you are 23.5% of homicide victims. If you are black, you are 46.9% of homicide victims. And that is a crazy statistic. That is almost half of all homicides are of one race. And the other half is split up between every other race. And that is just very crazy to me. This is where I'm going to end this episode. I know it's a little short, but I kind of have a plan for the next few episodes. And this one, I just wanted to get the statistics out there. I wanted you guys to think about these statistics and 
really notice them because they go so unnoticed by so many people in our society and that's not okay. So take this week to kind of look up homicide statistics of different races in general and around the Chicago area. If you go to murdermaps.com, that might not be right. Something like that. It shows different clusters around the United States. If you zoom in on Chicago, there is a pretty big cluster because there's a lot of crime there. So I suggest looking into all of that to more understand what we're going to start on next week. We're going to start with talking about all the victims. And that might take uh, two weeks, maybe just one week. But then after that, we are going to go into what I'm finally talking about and the kind of profile and the way I connected some of these cases. Then we're going to get into the theories. So there's kind of a layout for the next few weeks. I think this is something that really needs attention. So I wanted to take my time with it. And I also think that these stories and the more specific statistics will surprise a lot of people and kind of open a lot of people's eyes. So we're going to get into that next week and I will kind of more so explain what we're doing for these four weeks and what we're looking at. Once again, if you're new to this whole podcast, follow us on Twitter at Great Unsolved, at Instagram at Great Unsolved Pod. We have a Facebook group, Facebook uh, page, we have Patreon, and other things. <laughs> They're all going to be linked down below because I cannot remember all the social media things. So stay safe and have a great day. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm.